Hi everyone, I'm Kiara Zapanta, Product Marketing Specialist at Aptio, and welcome to Amplify Agile, a monthly series dedicated to discussing all things agile transformation and providing insights to help organizations adopt and scale their agile practice. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Amplify Agile. I'm Kiara Zapanta, and today's episode is our second installment to our capacity planning series, a series dedicated to diving into a different aspect of capacity planning for each episode. Today, we are going to discuss labor and headcount demand forecasting and actuals. And today, I have the pleasure of introducing Niels Visser, Portfolio Management Consultant with 3On, um, who is here to join me um, to discuss this topic and share his valuable insights for all of you. Um, so Niels, it's so great to have you here today. If you can um, just give a quick introduction of yourself and your background. Okay, yeah, well, my name is Niels Visser. I'm a Senior Portfolio Management at Treon which is a consultancy firm uh, specialized in uh, agile implementations and portfolio management. Um, and uh, next to that, I'm also the team lead for the, for the Dutch branch of Trail. Um, I've been involved in agile since 2013 and uh, in, in different roles. Um, and uh, um, yeah, uh, now I'm, uh, I'm uh, also involved in uh, implementing uh, target process uh, uh, in one of my customers. So uh, uh, that's how we met. Huh? Oh, awesome. It's so great having you here today. So now let's dive into today's topic. Um, if you can just share a brief explanation of what demand for headcount is and why it's important for an organization and for portfolio managers. Yeah, well... Uh, Headcount is, uh, of course, the, the capacity that we want to, to utilize and uh, to use uh, to, uh, to realize the strategy of the, of the organization and to create the value. Uh, that's, that's why uh, we populate teams and, uh, and, and agile trains or tribes, and um, uh, we have them uh, work on, uh, on the strategy uh, realization. Um, but of course, we want to know how much we spent on it. Uh, what do we spend on realizing what goal? So that's why we need to have uh, an overview of who is in, in, in which team and what have, they been, what have they been working on. So that's uh, basically uh, the, the importance of, uh, of having uh, the headcount uh, available. Perfect. Okay, got it. Um, so as today's organizations increase initiatives throughout their portfolios that leverage agile delivery, um, what challenges does that create for portfolio managers and finance teams in regards to effectively forecasting um, and also defending demand for headcount? Um, and what challenges are teams seeing today? And where do you think they stem from? Well, um... For starters, uh, the big challenge of, of organizations is to, to um, um, make the switch from funding projects to funding stable teams. Eh? Um, that, that is a, a big change in, in the way of working um, that, uh, that organizations have to get used to. Um, and um, once they've made that switch, of course, everything becomes a little more simpler because you have those stable teams and you have to um, make them pull the work uh, to their teams, to their backlogs, and, and start working on it. Um, yeah, that's, in my opinion, a, a big challenge for, for organizations to make that switch from funding uh, specific projects 
to funding uh, stable teams. Uh, and of course, also uh, to, uh, to uh, uh, show to the rest of the stakeholders that it actually works, uh, um, that uh, there is productivity of, uh, of uh, uh, improvements on, on the products uh, and thus realization of the strategy. So the feedback loop from the work to the money spent, uh, that's also um, important. And it's a big challenge for most organizations to get those measurements right and to implement those uh, those OKRs. Got it. Okay. And in addition to those challenges that you mentioned, what challenges do organizations commonly face when trying to actually scale their agile teams or their enterprise agile practices in terms of headcount? And how can organizations combat the challenges that they foresee or encounter? Yeah. Um, scaling implies that you have a big company, yeah? uh, otherwise you don't need scaling. So uh, agile enterprises that need scaling and they tend to have more complex products and more teams are, are working together on that product. Um, so they will need to, uh, to cooperate. Uh, they will need to coordinate their work and they have dependencies. And um, this asks for uh, coordination uh, that you would normally not need in a small company. And um, yeah, this coordination is, is not easy. Yeah? It, it requires a standard way of working. Uh, it, it requires integration moments uh, and alignment mechanisms from strategy to, to the, uh, uh, the user stories uh, that the teams are working on. Um, and yeah, that is difficult. Um, and those teams, they need to be able to work together to be effective, even when they are not in the same location or time zone. Um, so yeah, how, you, how can you combat it? Um, um, in my opinion, this requires uh, a, a tool um, that, that uh, facilitates uh, this coordination uh, of, of multiple teams working on, uh, on a product um, and uh, having access to uh, all the information that lives in the organization. Perfect. I like that you mentioned a tool, which we'll dive into a little bit deeper later on. But just to move on to my, my next question. So in an ideal world, portfolio managers, product teams, and finance teams could develop and rely on a shared view of forecasted demand also make hard decisions about priorities and timelines, and even shape demand. Um, can you walk us through how an organization could achieve that ideal state? Any best practice that you can share or lessons learned that you that we should avoid? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I've, it's a really hard question to begin with, but I, I, I've been, um, I've had multiple consultancy assignments where, um, where just a part of the organization, uh, mostly the IT part of the organization, uh, starts to, um, to, to, to work with, with the agile uh, way of working. And um, it's usually one or two or three uh, IT teams uh, that, that, that start with Scrum or Kanban or XP. And then uh, the agile virus uh, spreads um, and uh, more teams join in. Um, and they basically develop their own way of working in those teams. And at that moment in time, 
that's not a problem. Eh? So they configure their, their Jira uh, uh, or their Azure DevOps uh, the way they want it uh, and what works for them. Um, but then, yeah, if, if you want to scale those agile practices, uh, then you, you will start to need um, uh, that coordination that I mentioned before. And um, uh, at that moment, you will get pushbacks from those front runner teams. Um, and at that moment, uh, I've experienced it multiple times, so I might call it the best practice. You really need support from, uh, from, from the senior managers in the organization. Uh, so you, you really need power to, to implement that, that one agile way of working in the complete organization. Um, and uh, uh, to get everything working and to make those teams um, really work together uh, on, on a complex product. So, yeah, um, usually Agile starts uh, bottom up, but at some point in time, you have to make it top down as well. And uh, yeah, for that, you really need the senior managers behind you. Uh, so, yeah. Um, that is the best practice that I really wanted to, to, uh, to let you know. Got it. Um, how would you say people can get senior management on board? Uh, um, I, I think basically you have to show them uh, 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 the data on, uh, uh, on projects and how successful they were uh, if you mm -hmm. want to go agile. Um, because you only go agile when it's good for the company. Yeah? So mm -hmm. it, it is an improvement. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. Uh, you wouldn't propose to do it. Um, so yeah, usually there are a lot of failed projects in the organization. Um, and by going agile, um, uh, you can reduce the risk of, of, uh, of failing to realize your strategy. So that should be um, uh, the message to senior management. Um, and next to that, um, there's really a war on talent going on. Eh? Um, it's not easy to, uh, to hire um, uh, good developers. And so you really need to create uh, a setting in organizations uh, for those uh, uh, developers uh, that they can really thrive and, and grow and that is more successful in, in agile organizations than in more traditional um, uh, waterfall uh, settings. Mm -hmm. So uh, the chances of you being able to hire um, uh, more IT talent um, will be bigger once you go agile. I've experienced that myself uh, at some organizations. Uh, so yeah, that should be a reason as well. Huh? Got it. So you mentioned the data and showing the data to senior management. Would you say that this is what ends up driving the need for modern portfolio management and enterprise um, agile planning tools like target process? Yes, within large organizations, uh, that that is typically a common pattern. Yeah, yeah. You uh, 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 you see that some parts of the organization start with agile, uh, it spreads, uh, it becomes the standard way of working, you get senior management uh, on board, 
um, and yeah, then you 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 get uh, the, the the scaling uh, issues. So you need coordination, and therefore you need um, in most circumstances uh, a tool to facilitate that. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so now moving on to the next topic of capitalized labor capitalization. Um, can you just give a brief explanation of what it is and why it's important to finance on portfolio teams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, capitalization, it doesn't have to do anything with Agile, but it, it's still important. Eh? Uh, but it, it's an accounting method um, in which, in which a, a cost is included in the value of an asset. And uh, then it is expense over the useful lifetime of that asset, rather than being expensed in, in the period uh, that the cost was originally incurred. So uh, the cost of the labor uh, that was spent on realizing an asset like software uh, can be capitalized and, and they're spreading the cost over the economical lifespan of that software. So being able to capitalize uh, uh, the, the, the cost of, of developing a, a software tool, um, yeah, it is important uh, for, for the finance teams uh, because um, by doing so, uh, it, it reduces um, the costs in total um, of uh, of developing uh, that uh, that that asset uh, that, that software, so um, it it will make it easier for an organization to uh, to actually develop that that software product. So yeah, that makes it important for for uh, for the organization, which includes uh, the finance teams and the portfolio managers. Uh, be because it, it affects how they prioritize um, certain um, uh, goals to be reached. Okay, okay, got it. And um, as teams start scaling agile labor for delivery, does that create challenges for finance teams? And um, are there any risks we should be thoughtful of? Um, yeah, there, there are a lot of challenges. Um, the, the big challenge is, is to get the data to actually, actually uh, being able to calculate those costs uh, so, and yeah therefore you need administration uh, uh, therefore it, it needs to be administered um, which user stories have been delivered for which product and uh, whether that label is indeed uh, el eligible for uh, for capitalization uh, so um, uh, you need to have access to that data and that data should be of quality that uh, that also your uh, external accountant uh, will uh, uh, will accept. Uh, roughly, you can say that um, all work uh, to build new functionality can be capitalized. But for instance, um, the work you do for for user support uh, is not to be capitalized. Um, so you need um, to add metadata on on those work items. Eh? On those user stories or features or epics uh, or whatever way you do it um, but yeah you need you need to know what that story was for um, and uh, yeah tooling can help you to facilitate by, by collecting that data and, and managing uh, the data quality perfect um, and can you describe in deeper detail the potential impacts of labor capitalization on products um, that rely on at least some at some degree in agile delivery um, and can it affect TCO or even major decisions 
um, organizations make for future investments? Uh, yeah, well, uh, for this topic, it doesn't really matter whether the delivery is agile or not, but uh, it, it does matter for, for TCO. Um, so the impact of capitalization is that it eases the pain of a big investment on the yearly budgets and it enlarges the value of the company because you create assets. Um, and budgets, they become more stable since uh, the costs are, are spread over the economical lifespan of the product. And yeah, basically investors, uh, shareholders, they like this. Um, and yeah, also in time of inflation, it would indeed lower uh, the total cost of ownership. Um, it might make investment decisions and getting shareholder buy-in uh, more easier. Um, but yeah, you know, on, on the downside, if, if the asset becomes obsolete because it, it proved not to work for the market, uh, then you have to take the costs at once and, and, uh, and write them off. So yeah, there's, there's an, a big upside, and, but there's also a risk or yeah, a downside. Got it. Okay. And typically what team or department would be implementing labor capitalization? Would that be business leaders, finance, team level? Um, well, capitalization itself is definitely a finance process. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, they need the help of, of the delivery organization to get the data. Eh? What I've, I've said before uh, of, of classifying work to be capitalized or not. So yeah, in, in most uh, delivery uh, or, or in most agile delivery organizations, there, there is a team like portfolio management or a way of working team. Um, and usually um, teams like that, they also um, in a functional way own uh, the tooling. Um, and um, so, so finance needs to discuss with them what kind of data they need um, and, and yeah, that should be implemented in the tooling and in the delivery process. Um, so capitalization, it is a finance process, but they need portfolio management uh, for, for it yeah, to make it work. Perfect. Okay. So what are some of the common pitfalls or misconceptions to watch out for when implementing capacity planning um, and capitalizing labor? Yeah. Um, I think there is a balancing act between striving for 100% correct data uh, and the administrative burden for the teams. Uh, because, you know, if, if you want 100% correct data, um, then you might force teams in a situation where the capitalization becomes more important than delivering the excellent product. And that's not good. Uh, so then they would have to split up uh, the registration of the work and the definition of their user stories, for instance, uh, and they would have to do it towards capitalization and not to facilitate teamwork or, or, or customer value uh, and, and, and the cooperation on that. So going for 100% correct data quality is perhaps not uh, going to work. So if you can convince the finance team and the external accountant to settle for 80% correct data, then that will probably work a lot better. 
Got it. Okay. And lastly, what impact does a modern portfolio management and enterprise agile planning tool like Target Process um, be? Is it useful useful for capitalization of labor? Yeah. Well, in my opinion, it's basically not possible without a tool like that. Um, uh, tools such as Target Process facilitate the collection of the data that is needed for capitalization, uh, but they uh, also Take, uh, uh, take care of the, the required traceability uh, from the work done to the total accrued costs. Of, uh, and, and yeah, uh, systems like target process, they also log what people are doing in the, in the system. And that type of data is basically a prerequisite for capitalization. Hmm. Um, yeah, furthermore, a tool can facilitate in making all the work done by the teams transparent uh, without uh, without accurate roll-ups from the team's uh, level and without a single source of truth, uh, this process would remain based on a lot of manual effort and basically uh, stay a, a guesstimate instead of a measurement. Got it. So a tool is very important to actually implementing both of these practices. Um, so thanks so much, Niels. Um, it's so great to have you on today. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Um, thanks everyone for tuning in to Amplify Agile. And a huge thank you again to Niels for sharing his insights on labor and, and headcount um, demand forecasting and actuals. Um, so today we learned that effective coordination and alignment of teams, um, senior management involvement and culture mindset shifts are vital for success within these practices. Um, Niels, again, it was so great having you on the show and looking forward to having you back in the future. Um, and everyone else, we hope you all found today's episode informative and insightful. Um, and please feel free to leave any questions in the comment section um, and stay tuned for our next episode. Thanks for joining us today. Amplify Agile is available as a video and podcast and can be found on all podcast platforms. So feel free to subscribe and follow for updates.